And good evening, everyone. Welcome to another exciting Saturday Night Wine Stream and another exciting episode of Drink with Rick. I'm Rick, and tonight, well, we're going to try an organic wine. And we've done this before. We've done this a few times before on the show. This is a different one. Uh, this is called a Cobble Creek Cabernet Sauvignon. So I'm going to give it a try. And we'll, we're going to see uh, how it pairs with some foods. I have some lovely foods prepared by my lovely wife, Chi, tonight. And uh, yeah, we'll see We'll see if it's uh, every bit as good a cab as I would expect it to be, especially with organic grapes. Now, of course, uh, I have an uh, itinerary tonight. We're going to open, pour it, taste it, uh, pair it with foods. We're going to toast the national days. And we have a couple of very interesting national days to toast. One in particular that uh, I did a little prep for, and uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about, so I hope you'll stick around for that. Also, Daylight Savings Time is coming up, uh, well, after the show, a couple hours after the show, so I hope you'll be prepared for that. We're going to talk about that a little bit and get the chats. We'll talk about it, and, uh, well, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight because that's what this show is about. Now, if you're joining me for the first time or the 199th time on the Saturday Night Wine stream, uh, because this is the 199th episode of Drink with Rick, this is a stream of consciousness show. I do have my show notes. Yeah, they're not. It's not scripted, folks. Uh, I do have my show notes. They're right here. But this is not a full script. Uh, otherwise, it'd only be like a minute and a half show. <laughs> I do have them there. I don't always follow them verbatim because the show is not about me. The show is somewhat about the wine, just to get things going. The show is really about you and me getting into the chats on a Saturday night, kicking back, relaxing with our favorite libations, our favorite snacks, no matter what they are, and just having a great time together. And so I hope you'll get into the chats and join me in the chats because you are part of the show and you really make you you really make the topics happen here. Okay. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about religion on the show. Those are things that tear people apart. We talk about things that bring people together, as the wine does. And that's the whole concept of this show, is bringing people together with good wine, good food, good friends, and entertaining discussion. And we'll keep you family-friendly, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, so uh, before I get into showing you what wine we have tonight... Let's check the chats and see what we've got going on the chats. And my lovely wife, she's in the chat on YouTube. She says, hello, happy birthday to my friend, Neri. Well, happy birthday, Neri. And we'll toast your birthday as well. Uh, we, I'll put that on the list. Let's toast Neri's birthday. Uh, we get to the toasting part. Uh, Neri, okay. I will put that on the show notes, on the agenda. We're going to do that for tonight, too. I hope everybody will get in here and... And, and help me toast Neri for the show. Uh, also, it looks like we're we're good on Facebook. We're good on uh, Twitch and WhatsApps on Twitch. And WhatsApp says, happy Saturday, Rick. And right back at you, happy Saturday to you too. What's up? By the way, what's up? How how was your week? How was how it? How did your week go? And I hope everything went well for you. And uh, you're ready for some fun on a Saturday night because we've, we've got a nice little show put together for you. Now, it's not going to be really a big super show. It's it's going to be kind of a light show, but I've got some interesting things to tell you and interesting things to show you. And uh, please tell me what's going on with you. Um, we're going to get ready for our 200th episode next week. So I hope you'll join me for that. 
The 200th episode is going to be really big, special two-hour show, and uh, I've got a lot packed into this show. So I hope, I hope you'll join me for that. I'll tell you more about it later towards the end of the show. Uh, let's see what else we've got going on. Uh, tw- uh, Twitter is up. We are live on Twitter. Now, the thing is about uh, Odyssey, we are, well, we were supposed to be live on Odyssey, but for some reason, it's not coming up. We've got a live stream chat going there, but no live streams. I don't know what's happening. I have no idea what's happening with Odyssey right now. I set it all up. It looked like it was ready to go, and then all of a sudden, uh, just went to the page, and the page is just pretty much blank except for the chat. So it, I don't even know if they can hear me on Odyssey. I don't know if you can listen even. Um, but the chat is up. Really, really weird. Uh, What's Up says, pretty good. I got a promotion at work, so hoping the folks in accounting put it through in time for my next paycheck. <laughs> well, I hope so, too. Well, congratulations on the promotion. Wow, you know what? This might not be such a short show after all, because let's add What's Up. We're going to toast your promotion. All right. I've got that on the agenda, too. Promotion. Okay. And uh, you can give me the details if you want, or you don't have to. It's all good. But um, I'm I'm going to toast. We're going to toast this promotion together. What's up, says Thanks, Rick. Hey, thank you for being here so we can toast you. And uh, let's see what else is going on on this. Uh, let's see. Okay, we're good. All right, so... Let's get to the wine so we can get to the festivities and the fun. All right, this is what we're opening up tonight. This is called a Cobble Creek, Cobble Creek Vineyards. It is a Cabernet Sauvignon. This is a 2020 from Paso Robles. Uh, This is California wine. And it is, as it says on the front, it is made with organic grapes. And I don't know if you can see it down at the bottom, at the very, very bottom of that label, it says gluten-free, vegan-friendly. Now you would think that uh, this wine's made with—it's it, made of grapes, so you'd think it would be vegan-friendly. It would be all vegan. That's not necessarily the case, and um, uh, maybe we can talk about that later on. That's a very important point. Now let's go to the back of the wine. That's the front. Let's go to the back of the wine. I'll read the back label for you. Cobble Creek Vineyards Cabernet Sauvignon 2020 Paso Robles, made with organic grapes. Coggle, coggle. <laughs> Can't we get through the through uh, the first few minutes of the show without messing something up? Uh, okay, Cobble Creek is where it all began. It was our inspiration to farm organically, and with the knowledge gained, we now farm all our vineyards in the same manner. In these wines, you will taste and enjoy our pledge to the land on which we all live: expressive, balanced, and memorable. True to the variety, dark berry aromas, hint of cedar, oak, lush mouthfeel, balanced tannins, and an outstanding finish. It's produced and bottled by Cobble Creek in San Miguel, California. It's certified organic by the CCOF. And there is, where does it say it is? Oh, it is a 14.2% alcohol by volume in the 750 milliliter bottle of wine. So that's what we've got going on tonight. So, um, that's what we have for the wine. This is what we have to pair it with. Camera three is up. What we have to pair it with tonight is we have a little bit of, uh, it looks like prime rib there and a little bit of pizza. 
Uh, they, they both should go pretty well with a cab. And we have some cheeses there. And to be honest, I'm not really sure which cheeses we have there. Uh, Chi might be able to refresh my memory on that. I think, well, we have the Trader Joe's. Is that the Trader Joe's double cream gouda there? I can't tell from over here, but it, it's way on the other side of me. We have the uh, Hickory Farms smoked cheddar. Or is that just the regular cheddar? It might be the regular cheddar. And... Uh, I don't. I'm not sure what the cheese is tonight. To be honest, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get that rundown from Chi before the show. Uh, Chi, maybe you can uh, t tell me what the cheeses are tonight, uh, and I can uh, relay that to everyone here in the the audience. Okay, but that's what we've got going on with the cheeses and the food. Oh yeah, you know I almost forgot to tell you. Back to camera three. Look at that. We have over there in the corner, we have a lovely garnish by my wife, Chi, a roast, really nice rose, and a slice of her homemade apple pie. And there is a story. There's a reason why we're having apple pie tonight. Well, the reason is she made it, but uh, it's related to something we're going to, to talk about tonight. Yes, we'll do that a little bit later on. I think you'll enjoy it. Anyway, so that's what we have. And uh, cheese says it's Cracker Barrel cheese and cheddar with parm. Okay, so that's the cheddar with parm and the Cracker Barrel uh, cheddar. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I really do appreciate it. Okay, so we've got the wine. Let's go ahead and open it. And where's my foil cutter here? There it is. And uh, we'll get to opening that up. Shouldn't be too difficult. There we go. Nice and easy. And... I have my trusty uh, decorker, <laughs> as I like to call it, so we can decork the wine, as I like to say. Now, something happened last week where we had a little piece of this thing uh, fall out while we were un uncorking the wine, but uh, and I haven't been able to locate it. On the, it fell on the floor there somewhere. I couldn't find it before the show tonight. Hopefully, it'll work without too much trouble. And it did. Look at that. The cork is out. That's the most important part of this, is to get the cork out, right? All right. And then, of course, I have my trusty aerator, which is uh, going in right now. There you go. And uh, not much displacement there. And to hold the grape nectar, I have my genuine, my genuine Galway. Irish crystal glass given to me by my employers at buy2wayradios.com. So we're going to pour a little of this wine into the glass, just a little bit for starters. There we are. Set that aside. I'll use my official Drink with Rick coaster to set it on and uh, give it a good swirl. Give this wine a good little swirl here. Get it oxygenated. Get it flowing. All right. And, uh, of course, by the way, I'll tell you later on how to, just remind me someone, I'll tell you how to, where how you can get a pair of these uh, coasters free. All right, so we've got that going. A little little more swirly there. there you go. I like that. I like to swirl the wine. That's fun. It's more fun to drink it, though. Okay, so we're going to set that aside just in a, uh, just a moment or two just to open up and breathe and while it's doing that let's learn a little bit more about this wine now i went 
around, searching around online to find out about this Cobble Creek thing, because this was actually a recommendation from uh, Total Wine. Because I, I walked into Total Wine, I was shopping for some wines, I said, you know, I would like to find more organic wines. And they said, we have a few organic wines. Here is one right over here. So the, the, the really nice lady showed me where a couple of the organic wines were, and she said, this is pretty good. It's supposed to be a pretty decent wine. So I said, okay, I will try one. We'll try one and, and review it on the show. So that's uh, that's the background for, for picking up this wine. So I checked around, I looked around online, and yes, sure enough, Total Wine has it, uh, Cobble Creek Cabernet Sauvignon. They have it listed for $16.99. And they have a little bit of information on it. And, and from their website, they basically say, uh, say that it comes from the Castoro Cellars. And, and the Castoro Cellars, um, from, um, from what they say, the first organic vineyard, um, and, uh, a, a planted over 15 years, uh, that they've been planting this for 15 years. Um, and it says that it's basically reciting what we just read off the label. So, uh, and this is from uh, Central Coast, California, and uh, this is a cab. And, and now they have it listed as 13.5% ABV uh, for the 2020 vintage. Maybe they haven't, or maybe uh, this was an older vintage, they just haven't updated it, um, but it said 14.2% ABV on the label. I'll go back to the label, and, and that's that's what it's... Well, it's on the front of the label, actually, on the front. It's hard to read, but it says 14.2% alcohol by volume. Actually, it says alk by vol. <laughs> I'm just filling in the uh, the missing letters. So that's that's what they have on their website. Now, I checked around on Wine Searcher. Wine Searcher has Cobble Creek Vineyards Cabernet Sauvignon listed, and uh, looks like they have a five-star rating. Uh, oh, it's just one user rating. I didn't read any of the reviews on this, uh, to be honest. But uh, they list it for $15 a bottle, uh, um, I guess a medium price, average price. A total wine, they listed a total wine for $16.99 in different areas. So I didn't see it across. I didn't see any listings other than North Carolina. Let me see if I can pull up... Um, some of the other listings, all states. Let's look at all states. Okay, so mostly total wine. Uh, total wine in Sacramento, California, fifteen ninety nine. Las Vegas, Nevada, of sixteen ninety nine. And Bellevue, Washington, sixteen ninety nine. That's on the West Coast. I don't know why they're giving me all these prices just from the West Coast. Nothing on the East Coast or in the middle of the country. But that's what they have here. Now, Vivino has it listed. They give it a 3.8 star rating based on all the vintages. And they have a, uh, a price starting around $9.36, which is interesting because um, I'll tell you what I paid for it because I have the receipt right here. And I went to Total Wine. And this 750 milliliter bottle of Cobble Creek Cabernet Sauvignon. $16.99. So that's basically what I paid for it. This is right there. $16.99. So there you go. 
All right, so let's go ahead and uh, give this wine a little bit of a whiff and a taste. Before I do that, let me go into uh, go to Facebook and the other chats that are open and see what we've got going on. Uh, let's see. Okay, it's all kind of quiet here. And uh, WhatsApp says, I've been itching to make a pie for the last few weeks. Well, you know what? It's a good time to make an apple pie. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you why in a little bit. By the way... Um, you know, I did forget to mention this at the beginning of the show, but just because <laughs> I did forget to mention it at the beginning of the show. But you can, anybody who's watching now or wants to watch now, you can watch, of course, live and uh, get into the chats live and chat with me directly. The Facebook page, let me pull these up for just a minute so everyone knows. The Facebook page, I'm doing this all out of order tonight, aren't I? Okay. Facebook page is... Uh, Facebook.com slash drink with Rick. YouTube channel is at drink with Rick on YouTube. Twitch is twitch.tv slash drink with Rick one, drink with Rick and the number one. Twitter is at drink with Rick. Odyssey is supposed to be, supposed to be at drink with Rick colon number seven. Um, and the tonight's show, which is cobble dash creek, but it's not pulling up for me right now. So uh, you can also watch on the website. The website is drinkwithrick.com. I don't have a live chat going there, but if you click on the post for this show that's going on right now, you'll get a comment box. Put your comments in the box. I will respond in kind. Well, it won't be right away, but it'll be after the show, and we'll read it on the show next week. Uh, also, if you can't watch now or watch later, you can listen to the podcast. The podcast version of the show goes out on Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, and that's... Uh, Something you can listen to on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, Google po Podcasts isn't really around much anymore. So, you know, if you can, uh, you can listen to it there if, if, if you can find Google Podcasts anymore. Spotify, Twitch, uh, not Twitch, excuse me, um, TuneIn, TuneIn Radio, uh, Stitcher Radio, Blueberry.com, iHeartRadio, Deezer, Amazon Music, PodcastIndex.org. That's the Podfather's website, Adam Curry. Uh, by email also, if you go to the subscribe page on our website at drinkwithrick.com, click on the blue button that says by email, put your email address in the box there, send it off to me, and you will get the latest episode of Drink With Rick, the podcast, as soon as it comes out, and no salesman will call. And of course, you can also buy me coffee if you want to support the show. That's fine. You can subscribe on any of these venues, or all of them. Um, follow me on uh, Twitch and subscribe on all these venues if you want. There's no pressure to do so. It'd be great if you did. That would help support the show, but there's no... You have no obligation to do so. It's just at your 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 uh, discretion. But uh, it would be much much appreciated. It, it it is okay. So I think the wines open up a bit. So let's get back to the tasting. Let's give it a, a little bit of a whiff first, and uh, make sure everything's cool here. All right, we're good. All right. Hmm. Smells a little oaky. And, uh, yeah. Some black fruits in there. I'm going to say, uh, a blackberry, maybe a little raspberry too. Let's go to taste. Hmm. Okay, there's a. Um, 
very rich mixed berries going on here. Uh, a lot of, uh, yeah, there's a lot of dark fruit. It is a little bit oaky. Not, you know, not too much, but a little little touch of oakiness to it. It's um, very perfumey. When I, when I brought it up to my nose, just as I was going to take a whiff, it was really, really, uh, really perfumey. And I thought that's really interesting, getting a lot more. Uh, just as I was taking a sip, I was getting a, a lot more... Um, I seem that I was getting a little bit spice in there, but a lot of dark berries in there, blackberries, um, and uh, let me see. And a little bit of red berry too, the, the raspberry. And um, it is kind of, they say it's kind of a lush mouthfeel. It is kind of. It's it's very very smooth, kind of lush, smooth, and uh, it's a it is a nice finish to it. It really has a nice finish to it. And yes, I yes yes <laughs> yes yes uh, I was getting a little bit of spice in there and perfume, and uh, I was tasting some spice in there. I couldn't really make out the specific spices, but it is it is a little spicy. Let's get another taste of this wine. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of mix of, of dark fruits and, and, and a little red fruit in there, too. Kind of spicy. It is, has some tannin in it, but it's very smooth tannin. This is a very, very smooth tannins on this wine. It's a dry wine, and, and the tannins are very, very smooth. I want to say medium. And uh, it's, you know, it looks somewhat bold. It's kind of, it, it looks a little uh, more than medium bodied, but it, it's, it kind of looks like a bolder wine. It tastes surprisingly smooth. And, um, yeah, so far I, I kind of like this cab. Mm -hmm. Little little hint. It, it smells a little bit like incense, you know, uh, going down. Um, I mean, when it was it was in my nose and is the uh, it was going into my mouth. It tastes a little. It smells a little bit like incense, and the taste is uh, a little spicy. Now, but I like it. I like it. It's pretty good. We'll have some more of this wine. We're going to pair it with some foods. I would say uh, it's it's. Uh, Opening up just a little bit already, because I'm getting a little more red fruit in here now, too. And it is a little oaky. Well, let's see. Uh, we'll taste it here with the foods here. We'll do the pairing here in just a moment. Let me check the chats once again. I am concerned about uh, Odyssey tonight, because I'm not getting anything. I don't know what's going on with that. There's, like, no video at all. So, looks like we're good everywhere else. And... Um, Facebook, surprisingly enough, Facebook seems to be running okay. Not something that you see <laughs> too often with Facebook these days, but it seems to be running okay, all things considered. And, uh, yep, we're good. We're good. Okay. So, um, we've got some airplanes going by. I can hear those 
quite a bit of rumbling. I don't know if you can catch that on the mic. Uh, a little bit of rumbling overhead. I don't think that's thunder. Anyway, so we've got the pairing. Let's go to camera three and let's start with the pairing. And we're going to start off with the steak. If I can reach, I guess I'll have to do it with my hand. Reach that because I can't reach the the fork right now. And uh, that's so barbaric, isn't it? <laughs> this is a prime rib, by the way. Very good one. And yes, it's leftovers. As most all this food is. Except for the pie. Mm. Very good steak, though. Yeah. Nice. And what my wife did was she, uh, I'm not sure how she prepared the steak per se, but the oakiness in the wine gives the, the steak a little bit of a, a just a, just a hint of a smoky flavor, and it a adds to what uh, what's in the steak. I I, I think that uh, there's a nice pairing overall. It goes pretty well with the prime rib, I would have to say. I think a lot of that is the prime rib, but I think a lot of it is also the wine. Let's clear the palate for just a moment. And let's go back to camera three. And let's try it with a pizza. And this pizza is probably kind of cold by now. It's This is leftovers too. <laughs> we'll try it with a little bit of pizza. This has a, a burger, beef on top, burger, pizza. Mm. That's good. This pizza is courtesy. Well, it's not courtesy. I mean, we have paid for it. <laughs> it came from our local Brooklyn pizza in Carmel in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm. That's very interesting. The uh, the sauce, the tomato sauce in the pizza, not particularly sour, but adds a little bit of a kind of a sour uh, taste to it. That's not it's not a bad sour. It's just kind of a um, it kind of mixes in with the wine. I gotta try another piece of this just to make sure. It's very interesting. Mm. I like their pizza. I really do. I think the wine goes okay with it. Let me see. Yeah, just a hint, and and I think that it makes the pizza taste a little bit, a little bit oaky and a little bit spicy, just a little bit. Not bad. I like it. Uh, it's it's. I think it's a good pairing so far. Let's try it with the cheeses though. Clear the palate one more time. Let's go back to camera three. Let's try it with the cheese now. According to my wife. This is, I gotta go back and look at her notes. Okay, we're gonna try it with the, the uh, cheddar with parm. This is the unexpected cheddar with parm, I believe, is what this is. <clears throat> we'll try it with that. And it should be good. This is a 
a sharp cheddar with a sharp with a parm, Parmesan cheese. Oh, yeah. I like that, too. And it brings out a certain tartness. Now, the Parmesan, there's more Parmesan in this cheese than cheddar. It's It tastes like. It's a mix, but it kind of tastes like the Parmesan's overpowering the cheddar a little bit, which I like. It's fine. When paired with this wine, it adds a little tartness to both. I think that's very interesting. So um, no, I, well, I like it. It's a good pairing. I would, I would, uh, yeah, I would have this wine with this cheese uh, all night, pretty much. Let me clear the palate one more time, and let's go back to camera three and let's try it with the. This is the uh, cheddar. This is the Cracker Barrel cheddar cheese, and give it a try. Yeah. Yeah, they'll say, Rick never met a cheese and wine pairing he didn't like. Uh, that's not true. Not true at all. Go back to some of the other 198 episodes we've done. There have been misses. But not with this one. Now, interesting, with this cheddar and this wine... It brings together a, a real earthiness. It's it's the wine itself is not particularly earthy, oaky, but not earthy. But when mixed with this cheese, it brings out a certain earthy flavor to it, which I thought was interesting. So, well, there there you go. Now we're going to try it with the the apple pie here later on in the show. But for now, let's go. Uh, let's go back to the chats and see what's going on in the chats, and let's start having some fun here, <laughs> as if the wine isn't fun, but it is. And Ed, my good friend Ed, is in the chat on Facebook, and Ed says, got on board. Hi, Rico. And, well, Ed, it's great to see you, as always, and I'm glad you're on board. I'm glad you're here. It's great to see you. Got to give you a like for that. Always great to see you, my friend. And uh, well, let's see. We've got other. Uh, we've got folks watching in, in other venues. Jump into the chat and say hi. You know, I mean, there's no pressure, but uh, but please, please do so. Tell me how you're doing, and uh, tell me what you're drinking or not drinking, or what you like to be drinking, or what you'd like to see me drinking. Whoops, I almost lost my wine there for a second. <laughs> All right. So I think at this point it is time to toast. The National Days, don't you? Because that's where we get into some of the real fun tonight. And I'll explain, I'll, I'll tell you why. We have some National Days to toast. And we have a couple of folks to toast. So we have a birthday to toast now, and we have a congratulatory, a congla con I haven't had enough wine yet. Let me see if this will fix my tongue twist. Ah. And we have a congratulatory toast. See what the wine did there just now? <laughs> Untied my tongue. I don't know how long that will last. All right, so we have some National Days. So it's time to queue up for the National Days, and here we go. All right, today, March 11th, is National 311 Day. And by the way, 
All of these national days are coming courtesy of nationaldaycalendar.com. Nationaldaycalendar.com is Marlo Anderson's site. He is the CEO, and uh, he provides all these national days to uh, to the media and everyone who wants uh, to know more about the national days with a lot of backstory on it. Uh, so that's where we, these are coming from. National 311 Day is March 11th. Now, uh, they would say, well, what's... 311 day. I mean, we know of 911. We know of uh, 411, at least in this area, 411 is what, what you call, in fact, she called them because uh, we have a we have uh, an old piece of uh, uh, equipment, or actually it's an old appliance that has to be thrown away. So we call 411 to go call the, uh, the trash pickup and say, hey, we've got this large appliance to be picked up, and they'll come pick it up. But 311, what is that? Well, 311, according to nationaldaycalendar.com, and I'm reading this from their website actually, uh, on 311, 311, because today is March 11th, so it's 311 Day. National 311 Day offers an annual reminder that 311 is a resource for communities around the country to connect with their city and non emergency services. The 311 system is the non-emergency number to call in many cities across the country for residents to, to report issues, find out about city services, and ask questions. All right, simple enough. If everyone is ready, raise your glasses. You have 311 service in your areas. Uh, this in some cities, not all apparently, and uh, not all out in the country or anything like that. But if you are in an area that has a 311 service, let's drink to that. Here's to National 311 Day on March 11th, 2023. I'll drink to that. National 311 Day. All right, it's also it's also National Funeral Director and Mortician Recognition Day. That's right, folks. March 11th is National Funeral Director and Mortician Recognition Day. I did not look this one up. We want to drink to that? All right. Well, I, I don't. I, I hope I don't need one anytime soon. I hope none of us need one anytime soon. But uh, here's to national. I'm sorry. This is to national. This is for National Funeral Director and Mortician Recognition Day. I'll drink to that. You know that's a tough job. Not everybody can do that. I, I no, really, and, and and I I can see why we would toast them because you know, it's not a job that most people relish doing. Um, I mean, there are. I think it takes a certain type of person. I don't want to really go too deep into this, but it takes a certain type of person and a certain type of personality, I think, to be a mortician. In, in a funeral director, don't you think? I, I, I think it does. I, I, I don't think a lot of us could do that, and I don't think a lot of us would want to do that. So I think it does take it. It does take a certain certain personality to do that, don't you think? Uh, I don't know. Do you think anybody? You think that you could do that? Work in a, in a morgue or, or be a mortician or anything like that? Um, I don't know. It just sounds too morbid for me. For mor morbid, morbid. I need some more wine. It sounds too morbid to me.
What's up says, I'm pickling some red onion for burgers tomorrow. Do you like pickled onions, Rick? As a matter of fact, I do. But they have to be prepared properly. I'm not sure how you prepare yours, but um, I do like some pickled red onions if they're prepared a certain way. Now, uh, I'm, I'm funny. We're going off the beat. See, that's what we do on this show. We go way off on the tangents. One of the things that, uh, let, let me go to a close up here for a minute. All right. One of the things that, uh, that I really like that she prepares, she prepares a radish salad. And this is a salad with radishes and onions. And it's in a, it tastes a little bit pickled. It, it tastes pickled, but it's, it's a, uh, um, she, she makes this thing and it's amazing because I can eat I can eat a whole bowl of it myself, basically, which is probably not good for me, even though it's veggies. I mean, there's a, you know, it's probably not good for me to eat too much of anything, but it is really, really good. Now, uh, we went to Midwood, our local, uh, we have a restaurant up here. It's called Midwood uh, uh, Barbecue, uh, not too far away from us. And uh, we picked up some barbecue. Now, we've eaten there many times before, and we really like it. Now, in the past, they have prepared a pickled um, a, a pickled um, onion, like a red onion, and they had that as a side. I didn't like it too much. I didn't care for it much at all because of the way they prepared it. It's just It has to be prepared a certain way. Now, I did go there. Uh, we went there this past week and had some. Uh, with the, it was actually mostly the, the, the pickles, but it was prepared the same way. With, uh, and it was actually quite good. Um, I have had the, the pickled onion before and I really liked it. I, I thought it was uh, prepared w- really well. So I've had it in other places that it was really, really good. And then uh, certain places where it just wasn't all that great at all. And, and this particular place in Midwood where they were making uh, theirs, I, I didn't like it at all. So it, it has to be made a certain way, you know. But if as long as it's made well, um, you know, the, the right recipe, and I can't tell you what it is because I really have never made it myself. But uh, I can really like that, and, and sometimes I like to put it on uh, some other other foods and eat it that way. And uh, that's pretty good. But pickling some red onion for burgers. Now, pickled red onions for burgers, yes, I do like those on burgers. I, I definitely do. Well, once again, they have to be made a certain way. You know, the right – I don't say the right way. I don't know what the right way is. <laughs> a certain way from for, for my personal taste. Um, I trust you make them the right way, <laughs> whichever way it is. Anyway, so uh, let's go back to the national days here, and I'll continue on, and let's see what we've got here coming up. It's National Promposal Day. March 11th is National Promposal Day, and Promposal Day, if you go way, way back to high school, well, maybe, you know, of course, if you've just graduated from high school, you don't have to go that far back, but Promposal Day is the day that you you generally... uh, propose to uh, to someone to to go to the prom with them you know it's the the annual ritual of asking someone out to the prom now I never went to my prom 
uh, and my school's prom. Never really did uh, at that time. Didn't really participate in that. But uh, I, I think I would have liked to. But I just never. It, it, circumstances were such that I I, I didn't or, or couldn't. So uh, anyway, here's the National Promposal Day, March 11th. I'll drink to that. It's also National Oatmeal Nut Waffles Day. March 11th is National Oatmeal Nut Waffles Day. I don't like nuts in my waffles, to be honest. Do you like nuts in your waffles? Do you, some, some folks do. They really like nuts in their waffles. Uh, oatmeal. Uh, heard of oatmeal with waffles and things like that. Uh, oatmeal. I like to eat oatmeal by itself, not really with my waffles. But... Uh, I don't like nuts in the waffles myself, but some people do. And uh, if you're one of them, you know, uh, chime in and tell me uh, what uh, what is it that you like about the, the you know nuts in the waffles. <laughs> I'm good for that. Uh, yeah. Just just put your uh, put your thoughts in there on that. I'm not going to knock you for for eat, for having nuts in your waffles. I just don't prefer it myself. Okay, it's also all right, now this is interesting. March 11th is also National Worship of Tools Day. Worship of Tools Day. I don't think it's where you, you go out to the garage and you bow down to all your tools and say, uh, you know. I, I'm i going to read this from nationaldaycalendar.com. This is what it's about because I had to look it up. I had to look it up. Reading from nationaldaycalendar.com, it's March 11th is National Worship of Tools Day. This is a day to go out into the garage, the tool shed, the storage closet, or wherever it is you keep your tools. You can clean them, reorganize them, make something new with them, or maybe go to the store and buy a new one. <laughs> Which, basically, I have to do every year. I have to do anyway. I have to go to the store and buy all new tools. National Worship of Tools Day. I don't worship my tools, but I do appreciate having them. All right, here's to National Worship of Tools Day. A drink to that. It's a. I guess it beats a National Worship of Fools Day. That's coming up on April first, right? We're not there yet. Okay, so that is National Worship of Tools Day. <laughs> Chat's got real quiet on this one. All right, so we have one more national day to toast, and this is a really big one. This is a very important national day to toast, and I did some prep on this one. Okay, today, believe it or not, today is National Johnny Appleseed Day. Yes, it is National Johnny Appleseed Day. All right. It's uh, National Johnny Appleseed Day. It is. And uh, the thing about, well, if you're not familiar with Johnny Appleseed, who, raise your hands. <laughs> who who doesn't know who Johnny Appleseed is, or was, is, or was? It was. Who doesn't know who Johnny Appleseed was? And just in case you don't know who Johnny Appleseed was, I have uh, looked it up on Wikipedia because I, kn I know who Johnny Appleseed was. Uh, 
You know, Disney even made a a film, a, a short, animated short on Johnny Appleseed, and I'm sure you remember that. It was a, it was a cute film, um, an, an animated film of the legend of Johnny Appleseed. The thing is that um, not a whole lot of it, as I recall, not a whole lot of it was actually true. It was more just you know Disney embellishing as they always do their 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 folklore and, and making it into a nice cutesy story, um, sort of like Ben and Me. You know, if, if if you ever saw the animated film Ben and Me about Ben Franklin and the mouse, come on, Ben Franklin did not have a talking mouse that told him how to do everything and, and showed him how to to uh, how to uh, discover electricity and all that kind of stuff. It, 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 was, it, was, it was all made up. But, you know, it's Disney. You know, that's, that's what they do. But uh, Johnny Appleseed was, was a very – he was very famous in his own time. I'm actually going to read the, uh, the Wikipedia article. As we all know, Wikipedia is true, right? <laughs> no, but it is free. It's the free encyclopedia, and you can look it up and follow along with me. Just type in Johnny Appleseed, so you'll see Johnny Appleseed. So I'm giving Wikipedia credit for this. I'm citing Wikipedia now, okay? But I'm going to read this to tell you who Johnny Appleseed was. Johnny Appleseed, who was uh, who was actually his his name was John Chapman. He was born in he was born September twenty sixth in seventeen seventy four. That was a couple of years before the Revolutionary War, so he lived around that time. And he passed away on March eighteenth in eighteen forty five. That was before the Civil War. See, he was better known as Johnny Appleseed. He was an American pioneer nurseryman who introduced apple trees to large parts of Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, and present-day Ontario, as well as the northern counties of present-day West Virginia. He became an American legend while still alive due to his kind, generous ways, his his uh, leadership in conservation, and the symbolic importance he attributed to apples. He was also a missionary for the new church, uh, Swedenborgian, and the inspiration uh, for many museums and historical sites, such as the Johnny Appleseed Museum, uh, Museum in Urbana, Ohio. Yes, there is a Johnny Appleseed Museum in Urbana, Ohio. And yes, there is an Urbana, Ohio. <laughs> so... Uh, and, and, and it goes through, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but uh, you can look it up. Wikipedia, Johnny Appleseed, it tells the history of his family, uh, his early life. Uh, there are stories of General Johnny Appleseed practicing his nurseryman craft in the area of Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania, and picking seeds from the uh, Pomis, uh, Potomac River cider mills in the late 1790s. Another story has Chapman living in Pittsburgh on Grants Hill in 1794 at the time of the Whiskey Rebellion. So he was around during that time, during the Whiskey Rebellion. So he, uh, the, the interesting note here, in 1819, Chapman was nearly killed in an accident in Ohio. One morning he was picking his crops in a tree when he fell and caught his neck in the fork of the tree. Shortly after he fell, one of his helpers, eight-year-old John White, found him struggling in the tree. Unable to get him out of the tree, young John White cut the tree down, saving Chapman's life. 
1822, the first known use of Johnny Appleseed was written in a letter from a member of the new church. So he, uh, he became an itinerant missionary towards the end of his career, according to uh, Harper's New Monthly magazine. And uh, he's, uh, he, basically he did. He went around all these places and, and planted apple trees across the U.S., and that's what he was, he, he was a legend in his own time. A pretty amazing Johnny Appleseed. When you think about it, though, <laughs> I don't know that he could get away with that today, right? Where you're introducing, you're introducing uh, a tree uh, that is not indigenous to the area. Uh, I don't know if he can get away with that these days. <laughs> That's what they call an evasive species now. Of course, back in his time, that wasn't an issue, and he was very much a conservationist, so that that uh, that that's to his credit. However, these days, if you're going around planting strange uh, plants from from other places into an area that is uh, where it's not uh, where it's not native to, that that's they, they they arrest you for that sort of thing nowadays. I think, don't they? <laughs> Your, uh, they confiscate your your seeds and stuff because that's uh, that's what they consider invasive species. I don't know, but to here's I want to give a shout out posthumously to Johnny Appleseed. Here is to Johnny Appleseed because without him there would be no apples in a lot of different places. And in honor of Johnny Appleseed, I'm going to show you. Some apples. These are pictures of apples, yes, that I uh, that curated myself from uh, from pxhere.com. These are all free images, by the way, from pxhere.com. pxhere.com is a place where you can get free um, images for free use. It's under the Creative Commons Zero licensing, which means they're basically public domain for for uh, personal or business use, commercial use. Some really nice pictures of apples, apple orchards, apple apple trees. I should have been showing this while I was reading about John Chapman, a.k.a. Johnny Appleseed. But there's some really nice pictures of apples here. You know, I should do that. Um, listing here in... Oh, oh this is inter interesting. He, uh, he cared deeply, and I'm reading this from Wikipedia again, he cared deeply about animals, including insects. Henry Howe visited all the counties in Ohio in the early 19th century and collected several stories from the 1830s when Johnny Appleseed was still alive. Here's one of the stories, apparently, that, uh, that was told. It, said on, uh, it says, One cool autumnal night, while lying by his campfire in the woods, he observed that the mosquitoes flew in the blaze and were burned. Johnny, who wore on his head a tin utensil, which answered both as a cap and a mush pot, filled it with water and quenched the fire and afterwards remarked, God forbid that I should build a fire for my comfort that should be the means of destroying any of his creatures. Well, um, now that's conservationism. That's caring for the creatures if, you're, if you don't want to hurt a, a little mosquito. 
another time he allegedly made a campfire in a snowstorm at the end of a hollow log in which he intended to pass the night but found it occupied by a bear and cubs so he removed his fire to the other end and slept on the snow in the open air rather than disturb the bear now a couple of things here <laughs> If he had, uh, he made a campfire in a snowstorm at the end of a hollow log, okay, found there was a bear and his cubs, and, and a bear and her cubs in the hollow log, so he moved his fire to the other end, slept on the snow, and did not want to strip. I, no, actually, I, I think he did it for practical reasons more than anything else because, uh, you know, you don't want to disturb a, a sleeping bear and her cubs uh, in, a, in a hollow log, that's for sure, because that would uh, <clears throat> that would not be good. <laughs> Probably did it more for his own preservation for, than for the sake of the bear uh, and, his, and, and her cubs. Um, then again, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, Johnny Appleseed, he was uh, quite, quite, a, quite an interesting person here. Uh, here's another one. Here's another story. In a story collected by Eric Braun, he had a pet wolf that had started following him after he healed his injured leg. Um, so he he had a pet wolf. Now, the the part about the and this is interesting because this story and I don't know how true this is. I mean, it's all on Wikipedia. And we all know Wikipedia is is uh, reputable as a source, but. <laughs> That's that's why that's why academic institutions, schools, and whatever tell you not to cite Wikipedia in your in your papers. But um, this is the the part about he wore on his head a tin utensil which answered both as a cap and a mush pot. And uh, I think that's one of the popular stories about Johnny Appleseed. And as I recall from the Disney film, the animated film. That's how they uh, designed the character with Johnny Appleseed. That he he wore the instead of a hat, he wore this this tin pot on his head, and I think maybe that's where it came from. I don't know, but that's uh, folklore. It's Americana folklore. Great stuff. I love folklore. You know, it, it really whether it's true or not, it's it's just fun. It really is. Uh, so, but anyway, back to my my photos. Okay, I've got another photo to show you. My favorite, one of my favorite kinds of apples, candy apples. <laughs> Can't beat a good candied apple, right? Okay. Well, yes, you can. There's candied apples, and then there's candied apples with sprinkles. That's right, candied apples with sprinkles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, you, you gotta have. You gotta, you gotta have sprinkles, right? You gotta have sprinkles. Uh, but these are these are photos of apples. There's a Johnny Appleseed once again. I think we should toast him one more time because without without uh, Johnny Appleseed, where would we be? Hmm? Well, we'd, <laughs> we'd be without some apples, I guess. Speaking of apples. Apples and wine, apples and wine, they go great together. And a lot of white wines will taste like apple. As a matter of fact, we've had a few white wines here that sometimes have sort of an apple taste to them, right? Nothing like apples and wine. And that's uh, 
That's my ode to Johnny Appleseed and apples. Here's to here's to Johnny Appleseed, National Johnny Appleseed Day, and to apples. And now I think it's time to do one more thing with apples. I think it's time. Go to camera three. Let's try out this apple pie and see how it pairs with the wine. I'm going to bring this over here. All right, let's bring this over here. And let's try it. Let's go to camera one. There we go. I'm going to try a little bit. Of, she made this fresh, by the way. She made this. She had it uh, just right up until showtime. She was still cooling it down. And I'm going to. Oh, I'm really decim. I'm really uh, decimating this here. There we go. Mm. Wow, it's really, really good. Cinnamon, sugar, apple. Mm. Very nice. Very, very good. Oh, wow. And it goes really nice with the wine. I like it. Mm. I really like it with the wine. Hmm. Very good. I'm going to have to finish that later after the show. That's good. It's really good. Thank you, Chi. This is my lovely wife, Chi, and a great round of applause for doing such a fantastic job. Really fantastic job. Let's see what's going on on Facebook. Okay, and Ed's saying on Facebook... I just celebrated the birthday of a friend, Juan. His birthday is actually March 14th. He calls it Pi Day. It has to do with the ratio of circumference to diameter of a circle, referred to by the Greek letter Pi, which we pronounce Pi. Yes. Though, though the Greeks pronounce it P. The ratio is about 3.14159. So somebody with birthday 314 can identify and eat pie. Well, you know what, Ed? Uh, you know, we should toast your friend, actually, for his birthday. So we've got a couple birthdays to toast. So let's toast some birthdays, huh? To Juan and his birthday on Pie Day. P I think Pie Day is better than P, right? <laughs> P Day. We have Pie Day, and then uh, right after that we have P Day. That didn't make any sense, did it? All right. Um, all right. Too much, too much wine. All right. So let's uh, let's see what we've got going on in the other. Uh, yeah, uh, Odyssey is still down, so I don't know what's going on with that. Okay. And Kane is in the chat. Kane Cordova is Cordova is in the chat on YouTube. Kane says, "Spring ahead." Spring ahead tomorrow. Yes. And uh, it's great to see you, by the way, Kane. Thanks for joining us on the stream and telling me what you're drinking. Look, you don't you don't have to drink wine or, or you know, you can drink whatever you want. It's fun. As long, as long as we're drinking together and snacking together and just having a good time together. That's all what it's all about. But spring ahead tomorrow, yes, it, uh, it's going to be... Uh, we're, we're, yeah, we do have one more National Day of Toast, do we? I'm not sure I really want to toast it because I'm getting in the weeds on that one because I, I have certain opinions on that. But we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Before we do that, 
Let's do the let's do the birthdays and and the toast the congratulatory areas. And and Kate, if you have something to, to celebrate, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, spring ahead deal with uh, yeah. We, we, that's actually on the agenda, by the way. Yeah, it is. It's uh, and, and as a matter of fact, I think I I skipped it intentionally because. <laughs> I skipped it intentionally because we're going to uh, we're going to cover that in a, in a few minutes and a little bit later. The national, yeah, daylight savings time, yeah. So we'll toast daylight savings time. Why not? Uh, we'll do that in just a few minutes. But before we do that, let's toast let's toast uh, folks who have a birthday. This is for Chi and for our good friend Neri. And I'm going to bring up the fireworks. Let me. I've got to pull the fireworks up. I wasn't expecting that for fireworks. Let me go back to the fireworks here and uh, set that up. Okay. Had my apple orchard up. All right, let's go to the fireworks. Fireworks queued. And uh, first of all, we're going to toast Neri. She's having a birthday today. Today, March 11th, is her birthday. Is that correct, Chi? Going to toast Neri's birthday, our good friend Neri. And um, let me go back to... There we go. And... She says, hello, happy birthday to my friend, Neri. Well, Neri, this is for you. Happy, happy birthday. And may you have many, 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 many more. Here's to Neri. And I'll toast you again. Happy birthday, Neri. And uh, she feel free to clip that if you want. Send it off to Neri if she's not watching. And Neri, if you're watching, feel free to clip it. It's fine. And let's see, we've got a couple of other toasts, congratulatory toasts. Let's see, we've got, okay, let's let's give a, a toast to, to Juan, a birthday toast to Juan. Ed's friend uh, Juan, Ed says, we don't celebrate the Greek pronunciation of pi, for then we might have to celebrate urologists. <laughs> That's true. There's something to be said for urologists, but we're not going to say it now. All right, here's to uh, Ed's friend Juan, who is, uh, by the way, I, I, I saw your other notes here. Uh, Ed, I'll get to you uh, on that in just a moment. And uh, But we're going to toast your friend Juan. Birthday is actually not March 14th, but let's go ahead and celebrate it now. Here's to one. Happy, happy birthday, and may you have many, 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 many more. To one. And uh, also, we've got one more toast here that we're going, a special toast here for my good friend on Twitch. What's up? No, I did not forget you, was up? Let me pour some more wine. We need more wine in there, don't we? Okay. For what's up? So what's up? Got a promotion at work. Um, so uh, this is for for what's up, and I want to say congratulations. It's great. It's always great to get a promotion or a raise or a promotion and a raise. That's even better. And uh, I just want to say to what's up. I want to say congratulations. And if you have any details you can share, feel free to share them. But it's okay. There's not nothing, nothing, uh, no 
No pressure on that at all. No, no worries. Anyway, here's to what's up. Congratulations on your promotion. I really mean that, and I wish you great continued success. And I, I, I yeah, definitely uh, may you get your your uh, your paycheck with the uh, raise bonus, whatever in your paycheck here on time right away, as we all need them, especially these days. We all need that coming in on time. Anyway, to what's up. Congratulations. I wish you continued success in your career. Congratulations on your promotion. And feel free to clip that if you want. Photo Ray's in the chat. It's great to see you, Photo Ray. Good to see you here tonight. Photo Ray says, Congrats to what's up. And congrats. And yeah, definitely. I think that's that's great uh, when when someone's moving up and getting promotion. That's that's always great. Let me switch back over here, and uh, so Ed says Johnny Appleseed in the Disney piece was played by Dennis Day, a tenor who was known for co-starring on the Jack Benny show. He learned the accent, a sort of rustic, down-home twang, from a guy named Cliff Ar- Arquette who was better known for portraying a character named Charlie Weaver, who claimed to be from the town named Mount Idy. Now, uh, that that I didn't know, actually. I know I, I knew that the name Dennis Day sounds familiar to me, and I think I knew that at one time, who who was uh, who played uh, Johnny Appleseed in there. Uh, it's been a long time since I've heard that name. It's been ages since I've seen seen uh, the Disney film, but that's really good. That's really good trivia, Ed, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, Dennis Day he co-starred on the Jack Benny show, and I that's probably where I remember the name too because I I don't know if anyone else is as old as me, but <laughs> or Ed. Uh, but I watched I watched the Jack Benny show from time to time. They they've played uh, reruns of the show late night on TV sometimes, and I really enjoyed that because I they've done that for a while on a couple of over the air TV channels, and um, I really enjoyed those old shows because it kind of because uh, when I was a kid, I, I saw a little bit of Jack Benny when I was a kid. Uh, like uh, you know, uh, as I did with with uh, some other um, of those shows way back in the day, Jack Benny was uh, was a classic. And and the thing is about Jack Benny when I first I think as I recall when I first learned of Jack Benny as a comedian and as a an entertainer was uh, back, I think he used to do some stuff with uh, Lucille Ball on, on the Lucy Show. And, and I love uh, I love Lucy, Lucy Show, Here's Lucy, that, that kind of thing. But he, they were all kind of part of that, that same, that same, uh, uh, I don't it wasn't true, but it was like, they, they, they kind of all knew each other and, and, and uh, worked together on various, uh, various projects like Red Skelton and uh, Red Skelton was a favorite of mine when I was a ki- when I was a kid growing up I I loved Red Skelton it was uh, it was great uh, Jack Benny and 
George Burns, George and Gracie. I, I I love watching these these old shows now, and maybe that dates me. It's like when I get to be when I was a kid, it was like my grandfather or my my dad. You know, my grandfather would watch. You know, he. They'd be into those those kind of you know it's kind of something our grandparent would do. It's like they're watching their old uh, TV shows from back in the day, and now here I am at my age, and I find myself doing the same thing. You know, watching late night TV, watching Perry Mason. And when I was a kid, Perry Mason was oh, this is dull. This is a boring show. This is this is awful. How can anybody watch this? It's just you know, it's a it's a courtroom procedural, you know, uh, courtroom drama. But as I grew older, and it's like now that I'm older now, uh, yeah, I find myself watching, rewatching all these old episodes of Paramation, and I really get into them. I'm, I'm, I, I like to watch old Perry, episodes of Paramation, and uh, I like those courtroom dramas. But back in the day, you know, watching them. Uh, Watching them black and white brings back a, a lot of memories. I, I can watch them now, and I, I guess I appreciate them now more and appreciate the storylines and things like that. Now the drama that went into it now than I did was a kid. The kid, you don't really understand that stuff, but now I, I really understand it more as an older person. And it's uh, maybe it's just a sign of getting old. I don't know. But yes. Uh, Jack the Jack Benny show, uh, classic stuff. There are a lot of old shows like that I'm watching now that are showing up on. Uh, I think some of them on uh, Antenna TV and some of these other places that uh, I've I've been watching, and I really enjoy those. I think one of uh, let's see what's what's another show I've been watching recently. Well, you know the Honeymooners. You play the Honeymooners late night on MeTV. And Chi and I, some on occasion, have have sat up and, and watched those. Those are those are funny. Those are those are good. Uh, brings back a lot of memories. Anyway, so uh, yeah, went off on the phew, stream of consciousness again. <laughs> what else we got going on here? Okay, so <laughs> I'm looking at my show notes here. All right, Daylight Savings Time. That's what we're going to get to. Okay, let's give a shout-out to Daylight Savings Time. Kane, uh, I, th- I think this is uh, this is for you here. Spring ahead tomorrow uh, for Daylight Savings Time. Okay, we're going to toast Daylight Savings Time. I don't know why I'm going to toast it. We're going to toast it, and I'll tell you why. Because tonight at 2 a.m. Eastern, uh, at least 2 a.m. Uh, Eastern Time for us, that's when we move the clocks forward an hour. Don't forget. Move the clocks forward an hour. Daylight saving time begins. It's actually daylight They say daylight savings time, and I do. I say that all the time myself, but it's actually apparently the official term is daylight saving time without the S. I don't know. I, I've heard it both ways. To quote Sean and Gus on Psych. Heard it both, both ways. Anyway. Daylight saving time. Spring forward, fall back. As Kane said, spring ahead. Spring forward, lose an hour. Fall back, you get that hour back. And that happens uh, in, in the fall. Uh, 
I, I have, I don't know how you feel about daylight savings time, but certainly throw them in the chat and we can discuss this a little bit because I have some mixed, I have some mixed emotions about it. I do not like the fact that I'm losing an hour tonight. First of all, when this show's done, as soon as this show's done, I go into podcast mode where I take the show, strip the audio from the from the video, uh, and that, that's a process by itself, strip the audio from that, and then I prep up the podcast version of the show to go out on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Then I go to bed. <laughs> so sometimes it's 3 a.m. before I get to bed, <laughs> much to the chagrin of my lovely wife. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to do that tonight. I think maybe tonight I'm just going to go to bed and, and, and do the uh, do the podcast stuff tomorrow. But anyway, uh, this is going to complicate things a little bit because when the show is over, 2 o'clock rolls around. It's not going to be 2 o'clock. All of a sudden, it's boom. It's 3 o'clock, 3 a.m. So you just lost an hour. So I mean Sunday a lot. Some of us can sleep in on Sunday. Some of us that work nine to five, uh, you know, through the week, like I do. Uh, yeah, you know that's livable as long as you set your remember to set your clocks on Sunday. Uh, you know, don't forget, and then you know you get up late uh, Monday morning. That happens to a lot of people too. But as long as you can do that, then it's probably not too bad because you can sleep on on Sunday. But for those who are working on Sunday, that's a real problem. Because you got to set the clocks ahead, and then you, you're like, oh, I got to get up early Sunday morning and go to work. That, yeah. Uh, and they say there are some health issues involved with that because they're, they say that the, I don't know the statistics right offhand, but um, because I didn't really look them up, but I have heard that statistically speaking, there are a higher rate, there are higher rates of stroke and, uh, and heart attacks because of that, because you're losing that hour of sleep. I don't I really don't know the statistics on that, but this is what I've heard. And um, so that, that's you know that's a concern. So every year, and this is what really bugs me, this is every year somebody makes a proposal to get rid of daylight savings time. And then every year, we go through this every year, and and then you know they 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 talk about it and they talk about it, it makes the news and it's a big deal and then after a couple of weeks you never hear about it anymore it's just like <laughs> it just it goes away so I'm, here's here's my thing my opinion on this now personally I'd like to have regular time you know whatever regular time used to be but in my opinion I think that they should just Pick a time. You know, whether we stay on daylight savings time or whether we go back to to regular, normal UTC time, whatever it is, just pick a time. <laughs> and let's stay there. Just just pick one. Let's stop going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth every six to eight months and, and, and having to... to Mess with our own body clocks like that because I it is I I'm sure it is not healthy to do that. It, it I, I don't think it is. So let's let's just pick a time and let's stay there and be done with it. 
Arizona, as I recall, I think Arizona is one of those states that does not follow daylight savings time. So they're on the same time all year round. And from what I've heard, a lot of people in Arizona are just fine with that. They are more than happy with that. So, um, and, and if you live in Arizona, if you're in the chat and you live in Arizona, tell me what your thoughts are. If you disagree or if you agree with that, uh, let me know. Because uh, I, I really would like to hear from someone who, who an Arizonian, someone who lives in Arizona. I'm sure you have your thoughts on it. Or maybe you don't care because you, <laughs> you don't have to change your clocks. Uh, so, again, back to, I'm sorry, I wasn't meaning to neglect the chat. I just went off of my little rant here. Uh, Photoray says, I just remember Dennis from the Jack Benny show. Yes. Um, and, you know, uh, a couple of characters. Jack Benny had a couple of really cool characters on that show. Uh, Photoray says, I'm old at heart. <laughs> uh, and it says, uh, the remakes of those old shows. Oh, this is... Uh, there we go. The remakes of those old shows just aren't the same for me, like Perry Mason or the remake of Magna P.I. I agree with you 100% with that, photo, Ray. Um We are of kindred spirit on that because uh, I, I do not like these remakes at all. Um, well, we could talk about that all night, but we don't have all night to talk about it. But I tell you what, I, I 100% agree with you there. The remakes... It's like the remakes that Disney's been doing, you know, making animated version or or making 3D, you know, uh, uh, computer generated remakes of of their classics. It's the same sort of thing. It's like you've got a classic film, you've got a classic story. Don't mess with it. That's that's that becomes part of Americana. It becomes part of the art. It does. It becomes part of, of, of the folklore, the Americana, as I was saying. Leave it alone. <laughs> That's. Uh, I agree with you 100% on that photo, Ray. And I can cite many examples where some of that just went wrong. What's up says unexpected psych reference. Yes. I love psych. You like psych? Uh, I didn't know how many uh, psych fans we have here. But, uh, but yeah, we're, we're uh, here in this household. We're all big psych fans. Uh, for those of you who've never heard of Psych, it is a TV show that uh, that aired uh, sometime back. They it ran for six, seven seasons, I think, and then they started making movies, uh, like one movie a year, based on that. It's and it's kind of a comedy. It's uh, you've got two guys, two lifelong friends, Sean and Gus, and uh, Sean is is a. Purports to be a psychic. He's he's basically psyching out the the police department <laughs> that that hires him to do these uh, these uh, work on these cases. And uh, uh, but he he purports to be a psychic in in using his his abilities uh, and his 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 friend uh, Gus that helps him out. It's kind of uh, it's funny. I don't want to go too much into that, but it's it's if you've never seen the show, it is classic and it's it's hilarious to watch. And a lot of 80s references in that show. A lot of 80s stuff, uh, some sci-fi stuff, uh, you know, it, it's classic classic stuff. Uh photo ray says uh, 
Oh, what's up? Says it's been a long time since I've watched it, but I did. I haven't seen any of the movies. Were they any good? Yes, they were. As a matter of fact, they they had slated to make six movies. They've made three so far, and I think they have another one coming out. I think at the end of this year, uh, as I understand. But they've had three movies so far, and they're all very good. They're all very funny, uh, very comical. If you haven't seen the movies. You, you, you've got to watch, if you've never seen Psych, you got to watch the show. You can binge watch it, but you've you got to watch the whole series from start to finish and then the three movies, and then it all makes sense, and it, it's just a lot of fun. Um, Photory says, you will spring forward an hour from me. Arizona doesn't do DLST. I wish the rest of the country stopped that also. I agree with you 100% on that, Photory. Here's to the end of Daylight Savings Time as we know it. I still have my, uh, yeah, I do. Let me switch that back. We're going to talk, we're going to switch that back to, uh, where was I? Okay, here's something nicer. There we go. It's an apple orchard in honor of Johnny Appleseed Day. There we go. So, yeah, some examples of really bad, in my opinion, uh, remakes or reboots, as they call them, reboots. We're going to start all over again. We're not going to pick up where we left off. Let's just start over and redo this whole thing. Make it better than it was. You know, it's not like the $6 million man, which I hope they don't remake that one because, I mean, that's another classic. It, it, as cheesy as it is, looking back at some of the episodes of $6 million man, the bionic woman, it's classic. That, don't touch it. It is what it is. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. They're fun to watch. But they've remade all kinds of stuff here. They, they, Hawaii Five-0. I watched the first episode of the remake of Hawaii. And I loved Hawaii Five-0. When I was working at Channel 35, we ran Hawaii Five-0 on 16mm film, as a matter of fact. Originally, I was on film. And I used to edit those shows for time and for for putting in the commercial breaks. I love that show. McGarrett and um and, and Danny Williams and, and and all those guys. They, it was a great show. And uh to see this remake come up when they redid all these characters and they redid the premises and all that kind of stuff and their personalities and all that, it was just it was sad. And it was a little upsetting to me because I, because I love the show. I love the characters in the show. And to to just do that the way they did was just uh, – I watched the first episode and I thought – I didn't really have high hopes for it, but I watched it. And uh, by the end, I couldn't finish the episode. I was like, oh, man, this is awful. And turned it off. Now, apparently it's been a popular reboot because they've done a number of seasons of this show. But – I didn't like it from the get-go just because of, of of just how they redid everything. No, no. And, and Wi-Fi was one. There have been a number of other reboots. Magna PI, yes. Magna PI is another one that, although it was not a big Magna, Magna fan, I watched the show. I like to watch the reruns sometimes. And doing the, redoing that show, uh, no. MacGyver. Don't get me started on MacGyver. <laughs> Don't get me started on MacGyver. 
The original show was great. I love the original show. This reboot, whatever they call it, no, no, no. It's it's not MacGyver. I don't know what it is, but it's not MacGyver. And let's get, let's, okay. Since I'm thinking about it, Lost in Space. Lost in Space, the original Lost in Space, for whatever you think of the show, I grew up on Lost in Space. That's what I grew up on, and I loved that show as a kid, and I still watch episodes from time to time. They, they show it on MeTV late night, along with a lot of the other Irwin Allen shows, like, like uh, uh, what they show? They were showing Time Tunnel for a while, but they're, they're showing uh, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, another one I used to watch when I was a kid, and... and uh, uh, a lot of these other shows, Land of the Giants, that sort of thing. But uh, I, I really loved uh, Lost in Space. It was a great show. And then when I saw, uh, what was it Netflix that did this? I think it was Netflix. They they ran three seasons of this thing. Just and I saw the first first episode, I turn it off about halfway through the episode, this reboot they did of Lost in Space. Now, the movie, I did watch the Lost in Space movie that they made back in the 90s, and um, I was not crazy about it either. Um, and they, I, I think at that time, they kind of messed up some stuff. And I, I do have the, the the DVD version of it, but it was just still watchable. It was like, uh, yeah, and the ending was just really not great. But uh, but this TV show they came up with, this reboot of Lost in Space, I watched the first half hour and I cut it off because I couldn't I couldn't finish it. I, it was just uh, it was like they, they changed the character so much, they changed everything so much. It wasn't. Wasn't recognizable in Lost. It was Lost in Space in title only. That was it. Nothing of the robot was different. Everything was different. It was just nothing was was the same. So uh, exactly, photo ray. Exactly. Oh, the pain. The pain. You know, Doctor Smith. The kid. I remember uh, meeting uh, meeting him at. Uh, at a uh, sci-fi uh, convention once, got to hang out with hang out with him just a little bit, and um, and uh, Jonathan Harris, and uh, yeah, the guy was like that in real life. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's how he talked. It was like you know he talked like that, kind of like that in real life. Um, very classic Shakespearean actor, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm glad I got to meet him before he passed away, but. Uh, Anyway, um, WhatsApp says, oh, okay, I, I read that already. No, I, I did not read that. Excuse me. Let me go back to this. WhatsApp says, it's been a long time since I watched it, but I did. I haven't seen any of the movies. Were they any good? Uh, which one? You're, you're talk- which movie? The, the Lost in Space? Oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I did read that before. We're talking about... Uh, we're talking about psych. Okay. Sorry. I got a little ahead of myself there. Photoray says, when I was little, I used to tell people my name was Will Robinson. <laughs> Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Warning. Warning. Uh, yeah. Aliens approaching. Yeah. I that, I loved the robot. That was, my, that was one of my favorite characters on that show, the original show. 
So Ed says, Jack Benny's friend, George Burns, was a guest on Jack's show. He appeared with a cigarette instead of his more characteristic cigar. I figured out why there was a substitution. Jack's original sponsor for that show was Lucky Strike, a brand of cigarette. They wouldn't have liked to pay George to smoke a cigar on the air. That makes total sense. Makes total sense. And actually, a lot of the time, George's cigar was really more of a prop cigar anyway. Um, as I recall, um, I don't think he was a really, he was a smoker, but he wasn't really a big, I think he, uh, I think his cigar was really more prop than anything else. Ed says Sandra Bullock played a young new bionic character in the last Steve Austin slash Jamie Summers bionic episode, a made for TV movie. Okay. That's interesting. I did not know that. Thanks, Ed. So Sandra Bullock was in the made for TV. I, you know, you know, you know, it's funny you should say that because um, there are some of these movies that like came out in the 90s, the early 2000s or whatever, and I would watch them. And at the time, I really wouldn't – I would see some of these younger actors come on. I really wouldn't recognize them because they were basically um, new to me at the time and hadn't really made a name for themselves, so to speak. And it really didn't click with me. And then later on in later years – after they became big actors and actresses, I would uh, go back and watch some of these movies, and they would show up in the film, and it would just be a total surprise. It's like, oh, wow, that person was, was you know, in, in that movie? That was in that TV show? Oh, wow. I, I did not – I never even thought about it. The Sandra Bullock playing uh, a bionic character in the uh, – yeah, I remember I think they did a couple of movies, didn't they? The bionic uh, – uh, Steve Austin and Jamie Summers. Um, now, what Ed's referring to, of course, is the uh, bionic uh, uh, bionic woman and the six million dollar man. Anyway, so Sandra Bullock was uh, was on the uh, one of the six million dollar man in, in uh, bionic women uh, bionic woman movies. That's interesting. I don't think I saw that last one. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I saw that last one at all. I, I have to go back and check that out. But I have noticed that a lot of of uh, actors would show up. There was a uh, I'm trying to think where I saw. Let's see, who was it that served that served uh, Columbo a donut? In the uh, there was an episode of Columbo where he got served a donut by a very young. Uh, was it Jamie? Was it Jamie Lee uh, Curtis? I think it was. It was uh, an episode of Columbo where he goes. And it was a pretty funny gag where Columbo is going to meet the killer in the in the restaurant to to you know ask him some more questions. And he goes into the restaurant. And he's he's eating a donut. He brings the donut with him into the restaurant, and then the. The waitress goes up and says, you can't eat that here. <laughs> he goes, what do you mean? I can't. I just says, it's donut. It's, and it's like, he said, no, you can't eat that here. You can't. You, you got to take that aside. You got to get rid of it. And he goes, well, you know, it's my donut. And he says, no, you can't eat it. Uh, so he goes, okay, well, he threw out the donut. <laughs> and so then she asks him, she comes back, she asks him, okay, can I get you anything? And he goes, uh, how about a donut? <laughs> So uh, so she goes and gets him a donut. I think I think that was Jamie Lee Curtis that did that, I, if, I, if I remember correctly. 
Ed says Jonathan Harris played a goofy sidekick character named Brad in a show called The Third Man with Michael Rennie. It aired before Lost in Space did, and Harris stole that show too. I remember that show, The Third Man. I never really watched it much, but I do remember. I do remember The Third Man aired at that time. That was, uh, yeah, that's right. He did. I'm thinking about back now. Yes, he did. It was that's true. He did. I have to go back and check out some of those old shows because they were they were just great. They were just great. They don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> All right. So um, what else do we have here? Okay. I, I think that was pretty much it. Well, the show this was supposed to be a short show, but it's not. I told the kids tonight that it was going to be a light show. So I don't want to lie about this. So I'm going to make this a light show. So we're going to, we're going to, there we go. So we're going to make this a light show. A light show. It's a light show. Anyway. You know what I think we need at this point? More cowbell. We do. We need more cowbell. I'm on a long, I'm on a long delay here, audio-wise. There we go. More cowbell. Okay, so there was the cowbell. Maybe that picked picked up uh, things a little bit. All right, so uh, that was mostly what I had tonight, according to my... We, we really got off on the TV stuff, didn't we? I love TV trivia. I really do. One of these days, we're going to have to do a TV trivia thing. So um, I want to remind you of a couple of things. Um, we've got a, a really big show coming up. I've got to tell you about this. We have a really big show coming up next week. Let me uh, go back to my... All right. Next week. Saturday night, March 18th, 2023, is the 200th episode of Drink with Rick on the Saturday Night Wine Stream. That's right. 200th episode. In honor of the 200th episode, to celebrate... The 200th episode of Drink with Rick, we've got a really big show planned. I'm going to do a special two-hour show. Everybody's invited. Of course, you're all invited. Get in the chats. We'll talk about stuff. But I've got a lot of stuff planned. It's going to be a really jam-packed show. I'm going to give you some highlights from the early days, a little bit of early history of it, uh, as told by me on the early shows. A couple of very, very interesting stories I think you'll really be interested in uh, in hearing. A couple of uh, fun stories that I've told on episodes past. We're going to do a, uh, well, we're gonna, I'm going to show a film, a Super 8 film that I've never shown before. That should be a lot of fun. And we're going to do some giveaways. 
We're going to have some giveaways, and I've got some prices to give away on the show. And it's just going to be a great time had by all. Also, we're opening up. I don't think I've got it up here yet. No, I don't. I don't have the photos set up for it. We're going to be opening up this Camus wine. This was a very expensive wine. It was a gift given to me by my family to open up on a special occasion. And I think this is a special occasion that I want to share with you. Also, I'm going to have a special announcement about uh, the future of the show, Drink With Rick. And uh, I think... uh, I don't. I can't share much about it now because it's still in the early stages of development. But hopefully, I can share more about it next week. Give you a little, little uh, hint as to what's to come. I hope you'll join me for this show. Please join me Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time, for the special two-hour, 200th episode of Drink with Rick on the Saturday Night Wine Stream. And uh, that's my that's my promo for this. <laughs> Did the promo live. Also, um, I also want to tell everyone how they can get a free. I'm going to move this stuff out of the way. If you want some of these, I still have a few left. It's about I've got about half a box left here now. I've I've gone through so many of these and give away a lot of them, uh, especially during the holidays. But I've got a couple more I can give away. Or if, oh, I have about a half a box left that I can give away. So if you want one, you, you might want to act now to do it. And you can uh, get them. There we go. The Drink with Rick. These are the official Drink with Rick coasters. Here we go. Oh, I've got to move them up here a little bit. There we go. All right. Here's how you can get a free pair of Drink with Rick coasters. And you want to get them while the supplies last because there are not that many of them left. What you want to do, and now there's a limit of two per person. Two per person, continental U.S. only. I can't ship overseas uh, at this time. What you want to do is send a self-addressed stamped envelope to me. And this is where you're going to send it. Send it to Savoia Media Coaster Offer, 6420 Ray Road. Suite A1, number 209, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28277. Once again, that's Savoya Media Coaster Offer, 6420 Ray, R-E-A, Road. Suite A1, number 209, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28277. Do that, and I will send you a free pair of Drink With Rick coasters, courtesy of Drink With Rick on the Saturday Night Wine Stream. Okay. And that's how you can do that. I don't have that many left, so so uh, act now if you want them, and uh, and I'll get them to you as long as I have them around. Also, you can pick up a copy of this, uh, the uh, official Drink with Rick wine tasting notebook. There we go. Official Drink with Rick wine tasting notebook. You can pick this up at Amazon. Amazon uh, has it for $8.99. But of course, if you show up for the 200th episode of the wine stream next week, I'm giving some of these away, so you will have a chance to get a free book. So, and I have some other prizes too. That's not the only thing I'm going to be giving away. So please join me for that 200th episode, and we'll have a lot of fun. So that's pretty much what I've got here tonight. 
Photoray says, uh, I want to send you the files for your own Twitch emoji for the show, like I did for Mike Tech. Well, Photoray, you're welcome to do that. Please, please do. Uh, my son, Tommy Antio, was going to send, uh, send me, he was going to make some uh, Twitch emojis for me. And uh, I never really got around to sending him the files for what he needed to do to make them, because he's, he's pretty good at making those. He's made a few of his own. But yeah, sure. Uh, I'd be happy if you want to do that. That would be great. Um, just let me know. Photoray says you'll have it for the 200th show. Uh, I that would be awesome. Photoray, if if you do that, I, that would be that would be really really awesome. I really appreciate it. Just uh, let me know where. Uh, yeah, you can send me the files and you, know, you send them to Rick at SavoyaMedia.com or or send them through Twitch uh, on Twitch. Uh, you can send them uh, through me uh, in a uh, uh, a whisper there on Twitch. What's up says, looking forward to it, and so am I, because this is going to be exciting. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I hope everybody will be there. Uh, and it says, it was Jamie Lee Curtis in the donut scene. I I, I knew. I, I know I wasn't imagining that. I, th- I was pretty sure it was Jamie Lee Curtis, a very young Jamie Lee Curtis. And it's amazing how many uh, young actors showed up uh, for, uh, you know, not necessarily cameos, but they, some of them have some pretty decent parts in Columbo in, in some of those episodes. And uh, well, some of them were cameos, some were walk-ons, but uh, th- there were a lot. There's just so many of them there. You know, one of the things about Columbo is that <laughs> there are jokes about this out there, but uh, it's funny how uh, three, maybe four, I think there were actually four um, Star Trek alumni were in various Columbo episodes. I think, uh, let's see, uh, of course, there, there was uh, there was the episode where Leonard Nimoy played that doctor. That was, that was a pretty cool episode. And then Shatner was in two of them, uh, playing different characters, and one of them, he had this ridiculous little pencil thin mustache on him that he wore it was just a ridiculous mustache but uh that was interesting but uh also uh both Chekhov and Sulu were in an episode and and uh I think one of them had a a a really really light walk on part or something and I think it was in the same episode if I recall correctly but uh a lot of trivia there that a lot of people didn't know. You know, that's another thing. Speaking of, yeah, you got me on this subject again. <laughs> this is going to go long, isn't it, folks? All right. Thinking as speaking of TV reboots, a movie reboot, movie franchise reboot, and I know I've talked about this before. A one movie franchise reboot that just drives me nuts is um, is Mission Possible. The Tom Cruise version of Mission Impossible. Now, I know it's extremely popular with today's crowd. Of course, Tom Cruise, he does all his own stunts, and he's always doing something over the top. And yes, I've watched most of them. I haven't watched them all, but I've watched most of them. And they're entertaining. But I think one of the things that really, really bugged me about that whole reboot thing was how he treated the original franchise. I think he, because he really decimated the original franchise, especially in regards to uh, the character of Jim Phelps, because 
I I love the character Jim Phillips in the original show, uh, pay, played by Peter Graves. Who, incidentally, Peter Graves is uh, is the the uh, brother of of uh, of Arness, you know, um, and uh, you know from Gunsmoke, from James, James Arness. That that's actually his his brother. So Peter Graves uh, loved. The actor, the character, always did, and for him to, for Tom Cruise and company to pretty much treat the character of of Jim Phelps the way they did, and I'm not going to go into that too much. I thought it was, I, 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 I don't, know, I didn't like that, didn't, didn't appreciate that at all. So that's why I'm not a big fan of the franchise, just the way they treated that character. Anyway, um, I am a purist when it comes to that sort of thing, and I like the original uh, show, the original series. And as a matter of fact, the original Mission Impossible series kind of did their own reboot back in the day. They did the original, uh, I think it was like six seasons, and then they did... Uh, there was a little break, and they came back and kind of did a continuation uh, with a couple more seasons. And Chi and I haven't really watched less th- th- that continuation series, but uh, the original six seasons, Chi likes to watch uh, the show uh, late nights sometimes, and sometimes I'll go in and watch it with her. But um, uh, I think they did it right in the beginning. And I think what Tom Cruise did is I think he really, this is just my personal opinion, but I think Tom Cruise turned Mission Impossible into a Tom Cruise uh, thing. It, it just He just turned it into a, here's what I can do now. <laughs> you know, here's my latest stunt. It, it turned into a, it turned into a Tom Cruise showcase. More than more than Mission Impossible. It, it was no longer about the missions. It was about Tom Cruise or Tom Cruise's characters, what he, he could do, and and it just I, I and then never really went over well with me. But that's just my opinion. Okay, another rant tonight. Anyway, uh, I think that's. <sighs> I could talk about TV trivia all night, folks. That's, that's just one of my things. I love that. Omar's in the chat, by the way. Omar. Uh, it's great to see you, Omar, by the way. Omar says, uh, tuning in from New York City, stepping up Salsa Club, having a passion in the sidecar, drinks up in your honor. Well, here's to you, Omar. Thank you for being here. And once again, please be here for the 200th episode. I have so much stuff planned. This is going to be a really packed show and just uh, a lot of stuff going on, and I'll help you join me for it. I'm still working on some aspects of it, by the way, some some of the details and, and certain things that I'm doing that I have planned, but this is going to be a fun show, so I hope you'll join me for that. Anyway, I think it's time to pack it up for tonight. I've been on this shot for so long. <laughs> I think that'll do it tonight uh, for the show. I want to thank you. All of you for being here. And yes, I. Uh, there are so many things I want to tell you about what is planned. Because this, this 200th episode is going to end the fourth season. we got a fifth season coming. And uh, there's going to be a little bit of a break there for, for a few weeks while I 
prep things, get things ready for you for Season 5 of Drink with Rick. And there are going to be a couple of surprises I think that you'll really enjoy. I'm uh, really excited about this. Uh, but I, I can't tell you any more right now because there are some things that are still in development. Uh, I wish I could. <laughs> I can't. It's a little early in the process, but uh, I have some things planned. And hopefully they'll all come to fruition just to bring you a bigger and better show than we've had this fourth season. Anyway, uh, I want to thank you for being here with me tonight. I do appreciate each and every one of you, and I mean that. I, I do want at this time to call out my uh, good friend uh, and sidekick, Roadkill Bill. Before I do that, I want to thank everyone who joined me in the chat tonight. I want to thank my good friend, Ed. Uh, all, as always, thank you for being here, Ed. And everyone on Twitch who joined me on Twitch. Uh, and even those who, who didn't jump into the chat, thank you for being here, uh, just for watching. It's great. I, I'm, I really appreciate you watching. What's up? Thank you for being here. And Photo Ray and, uh, and everyone who joined me uh, on, uh, on Twitch, and uh, including the bots. <laughs> Got to acknowledge the bots, right? And... Uh, my lovely wife Chi, thank you for the for the really great um, apple pie, and Omar, thank you for being here tonight, and also Kane, thank you for for being here as well, and everyone who uh, joined me on uh, everyone who was watching on Twitter, thank you very much. Uh, I did almost forget to give you the final review of the wine. This is the wine that we're drinking, Cobble Creek Vineyards. Made with organic grapes, the Cabernet Sauvignon. It's a 2020 vintage from Paso Robles, California. 14.2% uh, alcohol by volume. And it's made uh, with organic grapes and it's gluten-free and vegan-free. Uh, we didn't really get uh, too much as to what the deal was with the vegan-free thing, but uh, uh, we don't have time anymore. I'll, I'll have to cover that another time. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you that... Uh, overall, it's a pretty good wine. Nice cab. I like cabs. It's a good cab. Went really well with everything on this plate. Whoops. <laughs> everything on the plate except for all the stuff that I've got listed there. I uh, forgot to take that down, didn't I? Uh, what's that on? Camera three? Yeah, let me turn all this stuff off. There we go. That's better. Um, re went really well with the prime rib and the... Uh, folks, that's all leftovers. We, we don't have that stuff every night. <laughs> Prime rib, the pizza, and the uh, the cheeses, and the apple pie. It was really great. And I want to thank my lovely wife, Chi, for that lovely rose that she made for this presentation. I want to give her another round of applause for that. Thank you very, very much. Um. It's a nice wine. I like it. Some uh, blackberry and uh, dark fruits in here. A little bit of raspberry, too. And as it's opened up, it's actually rather fragrant. Rather fragrant. And it's smooth. It's smooth tannins. And uh, it's not too bold. It was kind of bold, but it's not too bold to me. And I'm liking this wine. Pretty good. I recommend it. $16.99, I think, is what I paid for it at, at uh, Total Wine. 
pretty good cab. Anyway, that's my final review of the wine. I give it, uh, I give it four stars. Sure. That's my final review of the wine. All right, let me go ahead and bring out my good friend, Roadkill Bill. He's going to help me close the show here, as he always does. How's your squeaker working, Bill? Okay, that's enough. All right, Roadkill Bill is here with a very important message for everyone. And Bill says, let me get a close-up of you, Bill. How about, how about a really close-up? Okay, he's all chewed up and torn up. and re- One of these days, I'm going to have to show you his origin story because it's quite a story. Right, Bill? Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, Bill has a special message for everyone out there. Please do not drink and drive. Drink in the comfort of your home, your apartment, your hotel room, your dwelling, whatever it is. Do not drink and drive. If you have to go somewhere, call an Uber, call a Lyft, call a cab, call a friend, uh, call an acquaintance that, that 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 you trust who hasn't been drinking, or just stay put. And it's better if you can't do any of those things, just stay put because you don't want to put yourself or others at risk. Please don't text and drive either because that's also dangerous. And I saw someone doing that earlier this week, and uh, they were looking at their phone and driving down the road, and uh, I, I had to make a wide berth of them. That was not, uh, not, not good stuff. Please do not drink and drive. Do not text and drive. Distracted driving is just like drunk driving. Very dangerous. The reason I say this is because I do care about each and every one of you, and that's in all seriousness. Because I want you to have a great week. But most of all, I want you to have a safe week. So you can join me here again next week on the Saturday Night Wine Stream. And we can all get together and drink with Rick. Good night. (music) 